0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي ونسلم على رسوله الكريم بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإذ قال موسى لفتاه لا أبرح حتى أبلغ مجمع البحرين أو أمضي حقبا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من قال في الصباح ثلاث مرات رضيت بالله ربا وبالاسلام دِينًا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم رسولا ونبيا او كما قال عليه الصَّلَاةُ والسلام صدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي وَالْحَبِيبُ الكريم ونحن على ذلك لَمِنَ الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين. brothers in kahf which was being discussed in the previous weeks the fourth incident that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala recalls in Al kahf is the incident of the meeting of nabi Musa A. With the special servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Khadir. And the team throughout the surah, as well as in this incident, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is highlighting the clash between materialism and Iman. One is what a person can see and understand, and one is the dictates of Iman to wholeheartedly submit and surrender, whether it conforms to reason. Whether a person can see the logic he can understand or he cannot understand. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this incident glaringly depicts this reality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a glimpse into the unseen world of the administrative matters pertaining to this world in this meeting of Nabi Musa alayhi salam Khadir. So nevertheless, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on one occasion, the prelude to this incident, one occasion Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned that Musa alayhi salam addressed the Banu Israel and gave them a khutbah. And such was the effect of this khutbah that the Banu Israel began to tear and cry profusely. Their hearts were moved. So after this, one person got up and he stood up and he asked, that, O Musa, who is the most learned of people on the earth? So Musa a.s. being the Nabi of Allah and expressing what is the reality. Nabi Musa (laughs) a.s. responded by saying that, I am the most learned. But because of the high position that he had enjoyed and the special relationship he had with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disliked this response. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished that he would refer the knowledge to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in order to grant lesson, to give a lesson to Nabi Musa a.s. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Wahy and informed him, that Nabi Musa a.s., there is a special servant of mine who has more knowledge than you. So look at the enthusiasm of Nabi Musa a.s., despite him being a very high of a Nabi immediately asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa bihi? How will I be able to meet the special servant? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives him the instruction That he should set out on a journey And take along with him a salted fish And the place where this fish disappears That's where he will find the special servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recalls this incident in the Qur'an وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِفَتَاهُ لَا أَبْرَحُ حَتَّى أَبْلُغَ مَجْمَعَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ أَوْ أَمْضِيَ حُقُبًا the Prophet Moses peace be upon says to his attendant Yusha who later became the Prophet of Banu Israel peace salam he tells his attendant لَا أَبْرَحُ حَتَّى أَبْلُغَ مَجْمَعَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ أَوْ أَمْضِيَ حُقُبًا that I will not give up until I reach the point of the meeting of the two oceans where the special servant of Allah subhanahu wa taala will be met. Or, I will spend many years like this. I will continue on this journey for many years. So from here, the Mufassirun explained, this shows the great determination of Nabi Musa That one is he came to know, that there was someone more learned than him. Together with this, he had such an enthusiasm, to meet and to benefit from this special servant, That he says, I will continue traveling even if it has to be for many years. So nevertheless, they set out on their journey. And when they reached a rock, Nabi Musa a.s. felt a bit tired and he laid down to rest. After some time, Yusha, the attendant who was awake, he noticed that this fish miraculously sprung to life. And it jumped into the ocean causing a tunnel to appear, and it disappeared in the ocean. However, he forgot to mention this to Nabi Musa alayhi salam, upon uh, Nabi Musa alayhi salam awakening, and they continued on their journey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, they continued for an entire day, past that place that they were actually supposed to meet the special servant. So Musa alayhi salam then tells his attendant, لَقَدْ لَقِينَا مِنْ سَفَرِنَا هَذَا That we have encountered tiredness and fatigue in our journey bring to us our meal that we had brought along to eat with us. Referring to that fish. So then now Nabi Yusha he remembers and he tells Musa alay. And he narrates to him what had transpired, and he says that I had forgotten to mention it to you. It was only Shaytan that had caused me to forget to mention this to you. So the ulama explained that although this was a very amazing incident, Nabi Yusha, who was the attendant of Nabi Musa a.s., was used to and accustomed to witnessing this type of unique incidents. So therefore, it wasn't something extraordinary for him. It was something normal for him. Therefore, perhaps he forgot about it. So Nabi Musa a.s. then tells Nabi Yusha, That is exactly that which we were looking for. فَارْتَدَّ Now they began to retrace their steps going back. So eventually after going back, they arrive at the place where Yusha informs Nabi Musa A.S. The place where this fish miraculously disappeared. Seated there, they saw a pious person who was covered in a shawl. And Nabi Musa A.S. realized that this is the servant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had promised him to meet. So upon going close, he makes salam. So immediately Khadir responds, Anna salam. That where has salam come from in this land? In other words, it was not normal. In that land, there were no believers so therefore it was something extraordinary to see and to witness salam so what we also understand from here is that salam was the hallmark of the greeting of the muslims even prior to the nubuat of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam so this is also a great sunnah not only of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam but of the previous anbiya alaihimussalam so this is a sunnah which we should bring alive and we should keep alive nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given great benefits afshu salam Spread salam, the means of creating mahabba and love amongst each other. Spreading salam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam also mentioned that the one who initiates the salam he will be free from hypocrisy. So this is a very great Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam as well as the previous Ambi alay Musala. So nevertheless, Musa alayhi salam then introduces himself and he says, I am Musa. So to which Khadir asks him that are you the Musa of Banu Israel? So he replies in the affirmative, and then Musa alaihissalam then expresses his intention: "Hal attabi'uka alla antu alimani ma ulim tarushda." Will you allow me to accompany you so that I may learn from that knowledge that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed with you? Has bestowed you with. So I wish to benefit. So this shows the humility again of Nabi Musa alayhi salam. That he humbles himself, he subjugates himself before his teacher. And now he's presenting himself, the Nabi of Allah is presenting himself to learn from the special servant. So Khadir then tells him that you will not be able to bear with me to bear patient with, patiently with me, because you are upon that knowledge that I do not have, and I have that knowledge which you do not have. So here he was referring to two different types of knowledge. Nabi Musa was granted the knowledge of Sharia ilmu tashri'ah. And Nabi Khadir was granted the knowledge regarding administrative matters, which is termed as ilmul takween. So these were two different things, administrative matters regarding where should rain fall, how much sustenance should a certain person receive? When or where a person will die, etc. So these type of this type of knowledge referring to administrative matters, Nabi Khadir was granted this knowledge. So he tells Nabi Musa Ali Salam, "You will not be able to bear patient with, patiently with me because if you have that knowledge regarding Sharia, if you witness something contrary to your knowledge." Immediately you will object. So therefore it is not in your capacity to remain in my company. So nevertheless, Musa then assures Khadir, and he says, That soon you will find me to be a patient one, if Allah wills. I will try to bear with you and remain with you to benefit. So they set out on their journey, and before departing, Khadir makes a condition. قَالَ اتَّبَعْتَنِي فَلَا تَسْأَلْنِي عَنْ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى أُحْدِثَ لَكَ If you wish to accompany me, this is, this is my condition. You are not allowed to ask any question until I mention it to you. So from here, the ulama explain that this proves that when the teacher makes a condition for the student, which is for the benefit of the student, then for the benefit of that student, in order for that student to progress, to benefit, the student has to follow the conditions laid down by the teacher or laid down by the institute. Because if the, t- if the teacher's conditions are not fulfilled, if the institute's laws are not upheld, then it is obviously to the detriment of the student himself. So Musa A.S. agrees and he accompanies Nabi, Nabi Khadir. So they come to the bank of a river and they they wish to now board a boat to reach the other side. So some youngsters witness and they notice Nabi Khadir. To be a pious servant, so they stop and they allow them to board the boat without any charge. So Khadir and Nabi Musa alayhi salam bought this boat. While on this boat, a bird comes and he perches on the edge of this boat. And it takes a few drops from the ocean into its beak. Nabi Khadir then tells Nabi Musa a.s. that your knowledge together with my knowledge in its entirety in comparison to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not even equivalent to the amount of drops that have have decreased from the ocean by this bird taking it into its beak. That is how vast the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. So this is indeed a great lesson. That one is what we understand and what we can understand and see and know. And one is the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the limitless ocean of the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Khadir, while in this boat, he takes a plank and he breaks it. And he damages this boat. So immediately Nabi Musa salam tells him, أَخَرَقْتَهَا لِتُغْرِقَ أَهْلَهَا that have you damaged their boat in order to drown its inmates? لَقَدْ جِئْتَ Imra, Indeed, you have carried out an evil deed. So immediately Khadir reminds Musa alayhi that did I not tell you, you will not be able to bear patiently with me. So immediately Musa apologizes. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had mentioned that this first objection from Nabi Musa was due to him forgetting his promise that he had made. So nevertheless, they reached the destination. And they get off, and they notice that there's some children playing. So among these children, there was a young boy, very handsome boy. Khadir goes up to this boy, and he immediately grabs hold of his head, and he separates it from his body, instantly killing this boy. Musa a.s. being the Nabi of Allah, obviously could not remain silent witnessing this. Immediately he says, أَقَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا زَكِيَّةً بِغَيْرِ nafs, Have you killed an innocent soul unjustly? لَقَدْ جِئْتَ you have indeed carried out a heinous act. So again, with more emphasis, Khadir reminds Musa a.s. "Alam laka Have I not said to you that you would not be able to bear patiently with me? So Musa a.s. apologizes, and he says, if I ask you again, then that is sufficient excuse for you to separate and to part ways from me. So they continue, and they come to a certain place, and it was the norm of that time that when guests would come to any place, it was the right of the guests that the people host them and feed them. But those people were miserly, and upon noticing Musa alayhi salam and Khadir's guests, they failed to help them, to to feed them, and to be hospitable towards them. So while in this town, Khadir notices that there is a certain wall that is about to fall down. And he goes and he starts mending this wall. So Musa alayhi salam tells him, alayhi had you wished, you could have taken a remuneration for this. And we could have used that remuneration, that fee, to buy us some food, to satisfy our hunger. These people were miserly. So that is the dictates of logic that you charge them a fee. So immediately Khadir tells Musa salam, Hada bayni wa that the time for us to separate and part ways has come. But nevertheless, I will now inform you regarding the interpretation and the reason behind that which you could not bear with me. And he now begins to recall each incident, explaining to Nabi Musa salam, what was the apparent wisdom or the hidden wisdom behind his action which outwardly didn't make sense. As for that boat which I had damaged, it belonged to some poor youngsters, to some poor people, and they would work using that as their only means of livelihood. And, On the other side of the river, there was an oppressive tyrant king who used to take every boat that had no defect. So I therefore damaged their boat in order to preserve their only means of livelihood. So again here, One is what we externally understood. What was apparent to the eye initially, that these people took along Nabi Musa and Khadir Ali wassalaam, without any fee, without any charge. Such generosity and such an act of kindness. And an act of kindness demands logically, that a person responds by a greater act of kindness, or an act similar to that. But Khadir in response to that damaged their boat, which outwardly didn't seem logical. But then he explained the wisdom. In reality, that was a great benefit for them. It was a great protection for them. It was for their own betterment. So like the suspected others and brothers, in our day-to-day lives, when we encounter any difficulty, any financial problem, Allah protect us. Person suffers some loss of his vehicle, some loss in his business, in his wealth, some challenge, as far as monetary aspects. Then... A person should be alive. At times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may be protecting a person from something greater which he cannot even see. Like here, outwardly it seemed like it was a damage to their belongings. But in reality, it was a protection. So whether we understand it or not, but definitely there is wisdom in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's doing. In the decision and the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this was the first incident. And then Khadir explains to Nabi Musa alayhi salam the wisdom behind the second incident. As for that often that boy who we had killed, his parents who were believers. We apprehended that when this boy will grow up, he will lead his parents to transgression and disbelief. Being a means of destruction and eternal destruction for his parents. Leading them to kufr. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished to preserve the iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished to replace them. فَأَرَدْنَا أَيُّ خَيْرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended to replace that with something better. So here again, one is what was apparent to die. That a, an innocent child is being murdered. The loss of some family member. But the reality was, it was a great protection. Because we know in the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that when a child, a young child passes away, then that child is guaranteed entry into Jannah. So that child has secured his Jannah. And the parents were protected, the iman was protected. So again, like this in our lives, A person may suffer the loss of some family member, some beloved person, some close friend. At that time, what sentiments come to mind? What thoughts come to mind? So at that time, we should realize that although we may be going through that difficulty, but it is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like here, we couldn't see the wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it apparent to us by means of this incident. That in reality, it was a great protection Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved the iman of these parents. And later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them with a daughter. And this daughter became the mother of a Nabi. That's the replacement Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave. So in our day-to-day lives, if we encounter any loss of a family member, a close person, then we should remember this, that this is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decide that which is best for me. And then Khadir explains to Nabi Musa alayhi salam, the wisdom behind the last incident, al As for that wall that I was fixing, behind that, or beneath that wall there was a treasure that belonged to two orphan youngsters. Abu Huma And their father was a pious person. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended that they would reach the age of maturity and remove their wealth and their treasure. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wished to preserve the wealth of these orphan youngsters, and therefore I was given the command to mend that wall. So again, what seemed to be logical that these people, they could not even be hospitable towards their guests. And you are doing this act, at least charge them a fee. So that you can get some recompense, and use it to fulfill your needs, your basic necessities. But Khadib, by means of this incident, he highlighted to us, that here... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is explaining to us, also the means of preserving our wealth for generations to come. The greatest means of financial security. وَكَانَ abuhuma صَالِحًا Is for a person to be pious and committed to sharia. In fact, some محدث, some mufassirun explain that it was not even their father that was a pious person, but six generations before that was a pious man. And because of his piety, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala had preserved this wealth for six generations. So the preservation of wealth is not only by a person engaging in trade and business and investments, but the greatest investment, which is also an investment for the protection of our wealth, is for a person to dedicate himself to them. Respected brothers and brothers, in these three incidents, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has highlighted to us this reality that the faculties of man are limited and restricted. He can only understand to a certain point. After that, he's not able to discern. And a simple example to understand this reality, a person has a mango before him, which has a perfect texture, the most perfect color. And then he cuts it open and he finds that it's rotten on the inside. So that which was in his hand, beneath the peel, he could not even understand. He could not perceive. How will he be able to perceive the wisdom in the decrees and the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How will he be able to understand the wisdom behind the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The commandments that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has imposed upon us. So this highlights to us that our understanding in our faculties are limited. Iman demands that a person wholeheartedly submits himself help to the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has taught us daily to recite this dua three times in the morning and evening. Radhee tu billahi rabba wa bil islam i wa bi muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa nabiya. Then I am pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as my rabb, with Islam as my deen, with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as my Rasul and my Nabi. So we should bring this wholeheartedly in our, in our lives to submit and surrender ourselves to the decisions decisions and the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not to object and to question any teaching of deen or any decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so this highlights to us that one is what is the demand of materialism in this world that seeing is believing so it's not a matter of seeing is believing but rather it is a matter of believing in the unseen may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the true iman that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes of us and protect and preserve our iman and the iman of our progenies and grant us the ability to wholeheartedly submit ourselves to every decision and decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillahirabbil alamin
1: bil bey nikah taking please urdu usman usman chindamba sharif husein jumbo jafali musa tambo and Osman, husein sharif husein jumbo the bride Halima Esther Kazimbeh she gave permission that you may represent her and get her married to Osman Chindambash and the witnesses Jafar Musa and Osman you all were witness to that may I perform performed this Alhamdulillah <laughs> Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Nakhmaduhu wa nasta'iduhu wa nasta'afiruhu wa nuhminu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا مَن يهده الله فلا مضل له وَمَن يضللُه فَلَا هاديَ له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعص الله ورسوله فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ وقال تعالى: يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يَا إِيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُطْعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا فقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم النكاح من سنتي وقال فمن رغب عن سنتي فليس مني أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والتسليم ونسأل اللَّهَ رَبَّنَا أَنْ يَجْعَلَنَا مِمَّنْ يُطِيعُهُ وَيُطِيعُ رَسُولَهُ وَيَتَّبِعُ رِضْوَانَهُ وَيَجْتَنِبُ سَخَطَهُ فَإِنَّمَا نَحْنُ بِهِ وَلَا Allahummarabana <laughs> Hamblana minazwa dina waduria tina kurrata ayun wa Jaalna Lil Muta Imama Barakallahula Kuma wa Baraka Ali Kuma wa Jama Abena Kumafi Khair Wasallallahu Ta'ala ala Khari Kalkihi Wanuri Arushihi sayyidina Yidina Wamaulana Muhammad Waala Alihi wa Ashabihi Ajmaeen. Brother Osman Chingdamba with the representation and the permission of Sharif Hussein Jambo. I hand over Halima Esther Kazembe to you in exchange of the dowry of 350 rand with the witnesses being Jafali and Osman Hussein, and all those present here today. Do you accept Halima Esther Kazembe in your nikah? Read after me. Nakahtuha wa qabiltuha wa tazawwajtuha. MashaAllah. Barakallahu lakuma wa baraka wa jama'a bainakuma fi khair. Make Halimas. MashaAllah. May Allah ta'ala bless this union, a lot of Barakah, muhabbat, understanding and pious offspring, inshaAllah. The dua will be read after salah, inshaAllah. Can read our sunnah